Hey there everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Desi VC podcast. I'm your host Akash Bhatt and I bring you leading investors and operators investing and building companies all around the world. Well, technically my guest today needs no introduction. He has single-handedly changed the face of Indian e-commerce. Sitting across the table from me today is Rohit Bansal. He is the co-founder of Snapdeal. India's largest online marketplace which was launched in February 2010. Snapdeal since then has become a market leader in retail services deal space and is the largest e-retailer of watches, sunglasses, jewelry, clothing among other categories. The company has raised over 1.7 billion dollars from marquee investors like Tamasic Holdings, SoftBank, Nexus Venture Partners, Iron Pillar Fund, Alibaba and many other investors. Over the course of this episode, Rohit and I sit down and talk about some of the challenges that he's faced in building what seems to be an overnight success in the case of Snapdeal. He was also extremely generous in sharing some of the frameworks that he's used for decision making, navigating tough situations in life, and most importantly, how he looks at the next 5-10 years and how you and I can also use similar strategies and decision making processes as we're thinking about the future this is one of my favorite episodes and i'm extremely thrilled to share it with each and every one of you so without further ado let's head in and listen to one of the strongest entrepreneurs who has changed the face of the indian tech startup industry Rohit, what an absolute pleasure to have you here on the podcast today. I have been looking forward to this for quite some time now and extremely thrilled about speaking to you over the course of the next 45-50 minutes and uncovering the journey that you have had and something that a lot of us from the outside have looked at and taken a lot of inspiration from. So on that note, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks a lot for having me, Akash. Uh, it's an, it's been an absolute pleasure, and it's really I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. I followed your pod- podcast for many months now, and some of the conversations you've had with uh, with all the people that you got on the podcast are absolutely absolutely fabulous. So I'm personally looking forward to the conversation myself. And thank you for the kind words. And typically, I start off most of my episodes asking people what kind of got them started. and hmm. each one has such a unique story to tell and i'm going to pose a very similar question to you too you know they say you've got to be really crazy to get into the world of entrepreneurship but it's been years in the making for a lot of people it's not something that somebody wakes up one morning and feels like you know what i'm going to jump into this although lately that might be the narrative because of you know how <laughs> it's kind of like evolved but back when you did that wasn't the narrative so take us back memory lane and let's you know discuss what got you started why entrepreneurship and was that something that you always knew that you were going to explore hmm. so very interestingly so you know i i actually grew up in a very small town uh, in india you know uh, there is a population of about 70 80000 this is pre google maps era it was even hard to find that on the map so thankfully google maps has made it easy to locate now uh, the only thing that uh, you know at least my parents were very clear you know come from a business family my father ran a pesticides pesticide store uh, in the small town uh, the only thing my parents were very clear were, was that they want me to sort of 
focus a lot on my education while most of my friends from the small town uh went and sort of joined their father's family business etc my parents were very clear that you know we would like you to focus on education and do whatever you want this shop for you doesn't seem to exist and you figure out what you want to do uh and the only thing people knew about future of education in my small town was that whoever got decent marks uh ended up in delhi public school arkipuram <laughs> so, right. so i was fortunate enough to get decent decent marks in class 10th and hence i landed up in dps arkipuram uh that's where i met kunal so me and kunal happened to be in the same uh, kunal my co-founder uh, both of us happened to be in the same class same section of dps and within the first week or two we became very good friends and for the next two years through our 11th and 12th uh, we used to sit together next to each other post which he went to the us to study i went to iit delhi and back then you know even in school me and kunal always used to discuss between the two of us that uh, both of us at some point of time in our careers wanted to be entrepreneurs we didn't know that we'll end up doing it together or what we will end up doing or when we will end up doing just that at the back of our minds both of us had had this feeling that we wanted to be entrepreneurs uh then both of us went our separate ways he went to the us i went to iit delhi fortunately he was from delhi so whenever he would come back for his summer and winter vacations we would hang out together uh, sort of watch movies and sort of go eat at good all you can eat restaurants uh and both of us then graduated he started working with microsoft i started working with capital one and that's when i vividly remember this was some months into when we had started working uh, individually working i in i in bangalore and uh, he in seattle uh that the conversation started kunal was back home for his brother's wedding and i mean obviously i was there for all the events so on the sidelines of the wedding we started having this discussion so he asked me so what's the plan and i said you know i mean we just graduated i worked for a few years uh, go to the us do my mba uh, work for a few more years to pay off my loan and then we'll come back to india and then we can start a business and then he said look if that's what you're going to do why wait for these 6 7 years why not do it now that's what first got me thinking here yeah, i mean baat to sahi hai that uh, why wait uh, if we can if we can do something now because we realized that we were very young we had no liabilities no one really expected that much from us and our cost of living was low enough because both of us were unmarried maybe that's a good time to start thinking more seriously i think that's what really sort of started the conversation it didn't really end there because still kunal was working in the us i was in india so there was still a lot more inertia to doing something and that's i think the final final thing happened when both of us simultaneously applied for h1b's uh, because i was supposed to go to the us kunal was already there and ironically mine got approved and kunal's got rejected and then he gives me a call and says rohit look i am now coming back i can't be here anymore so what do you say we should do it now i think that's how we you know we decided that we will start our business right away that's how we really got into entrepreneurship well in some sense the stars kind of aligned itself and yeah, i think there's a i mean i i strongly do feel that while all of us work hard and you know uh, hope that we have good skills and hard work uh, we actually don't think 
don't don't realize how much of a role serendipity plays in all these things and you know just i mean looking back at my own uh, my own life uh, it was a big serendipity that i actually bumped into kunal and vice versa it was yeah. again big serendipity of you know what happened with the visa situation which led to the turn of events as they unfolded so uh, there is a lot of lot of credit that goes to serendipity in all these things as well i it's just one of those things when you hear people and how companies were formed at least back in like 2000s or early 2010s you yeah. often hear this kind of stuff you often hear a lot of serendipity you often end up hearing that hey i wasn't meant to do this but eventually something happened i had met a founder who said i got fired from my job and i had nothing to do and i had nothing to lose because i hit rock bottom <laughs> and how much more low can i go i'd already lost my job and pretty publicly as well and now i i felt i'll take a bet on myself and then there no, people... and I, I remember back then because this is i'm talking 2007 8 you know entrepreneurship today i'm very happy to see that entrepreneurship has become a lot more mainstream in india yeah. uh, which is a good thing you know i was i was talking to the iit delhi batch maybe a year or two back and very interestingly they ran a poll this is for first year iit delhi students to ask them what their career of choice would be and within first year the number one was entrepreneurship back in the day when we graduated i remember people used to think yaar these guys wouldn't have gotten jobs which is why they're starting their own business so yeah. i think it's a remarkable change in perspective which is a very refreshing and a good one to see it definitely is and not just the amount of opportunity that india has presented a lot of young people with like good success stories but also it's the amount of it it in in some cases also giving back it's like hey i've been beneficiary of some great companies and products and i want to like do something and create opportunities for like other people as well i know a lot of young people today getting into the workforce don't just go in because there's wealth creation opportunity but also there's an opportunity to to make sure that you're adding to the economy you're adding more jobs to the economy and then so on and so forth people are thinking long term even in terms of um, what entrepreneurship really means to them and not just oh. what it can do for them it's what can they do in return for the larger population the economy the country its people and so on and so forth which to me is very interesting because 10 years ago had you asked anybody getting into entrepreneurship i don't know if a majority of them would have said i'm getting into entrepreneurship because it's creating a lot more jobs yes it's a by product Yes, there was a there was an opportunity to really disrupt the market. It was a very different time than what it is today. But today, people are also thinking about India first. Like, what can mm-hmm. we do for the country as such? Which I think is a very different narrative that's come about in the last ten years or so. Absolutely, I completely agree with that. You know, uh, what I feel is there's one more element which is very important, which adds to why uh, you know people are choosing to become or choosing to go down the path of entrepreneurship a lot more now as compared to earlier is also this you know demystification uh, and humanization of entrepreneurship what i mean by that is you know just maybe going going back into my own journey uh, you know when i came to delhi to dps from a small town we had only heard of you know iit in the fables that because no one from my town had ever been to an iit in the history of like forever mm-hmm. and you know as a result there used to be this mystique around iit that you know Aura. that just you know we don't know anyone who's been there 
um, somehow, you know, the people who go there are superhumans, etc., etc. And then, yeah. I, I mean, it's the perception I used to carry as well. And I just that made me never even think about trying to get in. And when I came to DPS, the biggest thing for me, the biggest uh, thing that I realized many of our seniors who were in grade 11 or grade 12, uh, when we entered DPS, many of them got into IIT. And, you know, we used to hang out with them and we realized that, look, all of these are people like us. Yes, they're smart people, but I mean, they are human beings, they are flesh and blood and so they are no, no, like, you know, there is no mystique around this. And that just humanized and made it, made it a lot more approachable and accessible for us. I feel that similar thing is happening for entrepreneurship as well, because back when we were in college, there were so few entrepreneurs that you almost used to feel that the same thing about entrepreneurs that, you know, even if I have an idea in mind, I just don't know where to start and yeah. who are the kind of people who build companies. Uh, now that there is a lot more history, a lot more people have done it. Uh, I think it's become a lot more relatable for students because they see many of their senior college seniors who they personally know get into entrepreneurship, build successful companies. Suddenly they just feel a lot more capable and entrepreneurship seems a lot more accessible and there's a lot more uh, sort of knowledge pool to tap into to know what to do and where to start even if I which which wasn't the case back when we started our business. I think that's an excellent point that you bring up because what circles that you hang out in also matters so much in terms of where you end up in life like oh, it's always yeah. that debate about you know nature nurture kind of like a thing but if you grow up in a pond with people who are, you know, who are not ambitious, you kind of like almost have to either mold yourself into becoming ambitious or you get just drawn into the the larger perception of what the public in that pond give kind of like portrays. If you hang out in a crowd that is super ambitious, you almost get that imposter syndrome. And also at the same time, you're driven because you're part of that. Otherwise, you know, you're going to get left behind. But what entrepreneurship today has done or good success stories in India has done is that actually opened up that opportunity today and saying, hey, you've got founders around you. You can ask people questions. There is no blank slate about where to start, what to start. You have the internet at your disposal as well, amongst all other things. So there's that support system. And then you can look at look to your, look to your left and look to your right and be like, hey, I've got 10 people here and 20 people here who can tell me what I need to even start. So that's given a lot of people more encouragement saying, I can do this. And Absolutely. I think that's, that's the... you know, interestingly, uh, that is how we started our investment journey as well, because, you know, both myself and Kunal, we started our company in 2000, end of 2007, 2008. And we started investing in 2011, which is not that much later than when we started our business and became entrepreneurs, which is just maybe four years uh, post us becoming entrepreneurs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, the big driver for us was actually less about investing. It almost started as a hobby, but a lot more to address what you just talked about, that when we were starting, there was almost no ecosystem at all. We just yeah. didn't know who to call. Uh, we would have made so many rookie mistakes, which were, you know, for any any entrepreneur who had built any business of uh, any scale, would have told us that, hey, here are the 10 things which are just absolutely, absolutely avoidable. We made all those mistakes ourselves because 
the ecosystem was so small and the number of people we could go to for advice or investment was so small. That is the precise reason why we started investing in companies because we just felt that, you know, as you mentioned, India has this huge potential. Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, every every year we are stunned by the number of opportunities that exist and they probably will continue to exist for the many decades to go. But uh, there was something between the large number of opportunities and more people starting up. And we wanted to figure out how we can, in a, any small way, catalyze that uh, sort of entrepreneurship in India, which is why we became investors that, you know, just... You know, we've made many mistakes ourselves. We have at least some learnings. And uh, this is in some way, you know, a way for us to give back to the ecosystem and in whatever small way we can sort of promote entrepreneurship in the country because we, I mean, we just both, both myself and Kunal are very, very passionate about entrepreneurship and want to do everything that we can uh, to create as many entrepreneurs in India as possible. That's actually how we got into investing. That's an amazing story. As one of the things that I wanted to bring up later on the episode was why investing as well. Because in my opinion, some of the best investors are those who have been through that operator journey. Mm-hmm. And in probably the most beautiful sense, you and Kunal both have shaped what today's Indian tech industry is. Like there have been a handful of people who played a tremendous role in becoming those early success stories. And, you know, yours is right up there with Snapdeal, right? And what that does is not only has it inspired people, but also it's given somebody a framework of, hey, this is what we could do. And the best investors, also the people who can share a lot of those experiential learnings back with founders that they invest in. And that is, again, going back to the point that you mentioned when you started, you didn't have that. You didn't know those 10 things that somebody asked you. Had they, you probably would have saved a lot of time, money, and you know the company could have taken a different direction, but hindsight's twenty twenty. I'm sure those experiences and learnings have kind of like helped in some way, shape, or form. Now we've been talking for the last you know five ten minutes about what the Indian startup ecosystem's kind of like done and what founders like you have given back. It's you know it's that inspiration stories and giving people the opportunity like, hey, I can build a snap deal at one day as well. Now let's talk about the dark side of entrepreneurship. This is something that. I don't think gets portrayed quite as much in the media or I haven't heard a lot of founders coming and talking because it's hard. Like building companies is not easy. What might seem like just a 13, 14, 15 year journey probably has a lifetime of decision-making, failures, challenges, things that you go through on a personal basis that nobody gets to see. Like I would love if, you know, we could spend another five, 10 minutes here talking about just those dark days because anybody to tomorrow or today wants to be an entrepreneur often looks at just those success stories and like, I want to do this because these are reasons I can make money. I can make a brand. I can do this. I can do that. It opens up a lot of doors, but what they don't really understand is what snap with snap deal, what might seem like an overnight success story had years in the making mm. and the kind of challenges, tribulations that you went through. Nobody probably has seen it. It's probably very intimate between you and Kunal. These are things that you guys spoke about on a day-to-day basis. So let's spend a little bit more time on what is the dark side? Like when you were building it out, I'm sure there were a lot of naysayers, people who are looking at you and saying, are you crazy? Why are you doing this? Financial crisis in the world. You guys are trying to build a company and and, and do something and sell stuff online. 
and 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 going from there to all the other challenges that have come along the way how does a founder deal with that how do you deal with it what have you learned about yourself in those tough tough moments in life that's a you know a fabulous topic to talk about and you're absolutely right akash it doesn't get talked about enough uh, look you know needless to say obviously entrepreneurship is a really exciting thing to do uh, we are all extremely extremely pro entrepreneurship we really want india to have many many more entrepreneurs but you know it's important to not uh, you know misinterpret that uh, into thinking that entrepreneurship is easy yeah it's not easy for at all and you know i remember you know especially just going back to a personal story when we were starting you know both of us went to good colleges had this uh, you know thought process that we have very good pedigrees we can do whatever we want to within the first 90 days of starting the business uh, all that chip on the shoulder get washed washed away uh, because our first business was a business where we had to sort of we were trying to create a coupon booklet where we had coupons from restaurants bars salons etc and it was just the two of us so uh, both of both myself and kunal we go sit outside restaurants try to talk to the general manager there and try to get offer from the person and that restaurant manager understandably they don't care what your degrees are or what which college you went to or you are starting trying to start something new and exciting etc for them they just for them it's one more business transaction you are one more sales person who showed up at their doors and they will treat you accordingly according to their own sort of time and time and preference and suddenly you start realizing okay th- this is this is not as easy as i thought it would be you know but going back in time i remember uh, you know one of the best advices i got uh, in the early days was actually from my dad uh, he mentioned that look great that you are starting up i'm very happy you know you had this fancy job in the us which you're not taking up anymore let's leave that aside for now whether that's a good decision or bad decision but now that you're starting i'm fully supportive of what you're doing the only thing i would uh, suggest you do is give yourself at least 3 to 4 years uh don't give up before that because you know again i think he's he's run a business for many many years and maybe it was all those years of wisdom which uh which made him say what he did when he said it i almost felt felt it to be laughable that what is he talking about we already have the best idea on the planet we're just going to launch this product and it's going to be all uh, all roses and rainbows from there on but <laughs> i think in hindsight his, his advice as as we started going through the struggles i started uh, realizing how how helpful his advice was because look you know you start with an idea in mind and more often than not that idea doesn't work because it's still in your own mind the only time when you start realizing whether that work, will work or not work is when you go and talk to real customers and get real customer feedback that's when you start realizing and sometimes you may be lucky that the first idea that you had uh, seems to resonate very well with customers and as a result when you launch your product uh, you will start seeing some success upon which you can build upon but you may also realize at least in our case like we did 
that's just the idea doesn't work at all. No, I mean, we, both me and Kunal were so convinced about the idea, uh, you know, that of this coupon booklet that we were trying to build, that we spent one year building the product without talking to even a single customer. And by the time we had spent the one year building the product, both of us were so convinced that this is the most beautiful idea on the planet. Again, just to remind you, without having spoken to a single customer, that we were sure that we will run out of booklets the day we start selling them. So to make sure we don't run out of booklets to sell, uh, we printed 50,000 copies of the first booklet. Uh, and our reality reality check happened within the first three months uh, when in the first two, three months we sold, I don't know, I mean, maybe five, seven, ten, like some some single single digit number of booklets. And that's really? how we realized. Uh, yeah. So that's how we realized how important it is to talk to talk that's to customers right. very early on. And you know, uh, that's how our uh, our uh, sort of running into running into failure started if i may very very early on but i think then over a period of time those are the experiences that teach you to do do a better job next time so when we were actually launching snapdeal the online version that time we didn't make that mistake we sort of we had a very uh sort of absolute mvp uh, but which we put out there in the next 10 12 days uh so that we can start getting real customer feedback and start talking to real customer and within Using that, we were able to sort of put a pretty decent product out there in the next two, three months. So I think those are many learnings that we've seen uh, going through entrepreneurship. But as you rightly mentioned, it's it's not easy. It's important to mentally be prepared uh, to give it a few years. Yeah. It is also important, like many other things in life, that there is no guarantee of success. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that worked for us in hindsight uh, when we got into entrepreneurship was I feel we had the right mindset that, look, we are very young. We'll give this a shot. We'll give this three, four years of our lives uh, at the very least to begin with. And even if it doesn't work out, you know, we'll, first of all, we'll keep trying for three, four years till we make something work. Uh, we didn't have any preconceived notions that whatever we start will uh, absolutely, absolutely be a raging success from day one. So I feel that was the right mindset to have. But even if it doesn't work three, four years later, we would have probably learned so much that you will be a lot more employable if we had mm. to sort of go back and work somewhere because yeah. the experiences we would have had in this entire journey would be tremendous and would hopefully give us give us an edge over most of the people who are starting. I think that it's important to go into entrepreneurship with that mindset uh, so that, you know, because at the end of the day, like the Gita says, which I'm a big follower of, is that you only have control over all your actions. You don't have any control over the outcomes. The outcome. And as much as all of us who ended up building successful companies may want to feel like it was only us and you know it was our skill and hard work, I don't think yeah. that is it. There is always, always, always a lot of luck involved. You may do everything right and still things may not work out. So yeah. being mentally prepared for that from very early on is very important and having that right mindset. Uh, like with anything else in life, uh, I feel is very, very important when you're going down the path of entrepreneurship. Was there ever a moment where you felt you didn't want to do what you were doing? The reason I asked that is because most recently, like two days ago, I was speaking to a founder here, Series D, building the company for the last eight years. And he's taken a sabbatical now. 
he's mm. he said i'm i'm out for a year i'm not doing anything for the next year i just want to like recoup my energy and he said i've loved building this company and i don't think i've loved anything more than doing what i've done but i think at the same time as much as i loved it i think it broke me it it really brought me down to pieces and that's just the harsh truth that i've had to like take a year to digest and then let my shareholders and my employees know about it mm. that's one of the reasons why i'm asking you this question how real is that thought in your head or do you get thoughts like those where you're like man this is hard of course it's hard but i i think i just need a little bit of a break and there's no and, and what i'm trying to do by asking this question is if there is a thought like that i want to normalize this going mm. forward for founders to take a break just look at you know some of their own decisions reprioritize things that are probably important mental health um mm. just overall wellness and all of that so did that thought ever cross your mind so it's it's interesting uh, that you asked that question uh, ironically enough uh, there are many many times when and not once like many many in numerous number of times when i felt this is very hard and you know i'm trying we're trying trying everything we can you know with all the skill we have all the hard work we have all the number of hours everything that we can put we put in everything and still things are not working out and you know i think that just uh, it is just human for anyone to feel extremely frustrated at that and that that feeling has happened not once but many many times over some or the other though the feeling of let's just give this up and do something else that just somehow has never come mm-hmm. uh, i don't know it's you know it's it's a very personal thing it's you know both me and kunal are probably built that way that we always feel frustrated about we can feel frustrated about a situation and by situ- that situation is not getting untangled or how do we get out of that situation but underlying all of that the thought that just let's give up on the concept in itself or let's just go back to doing something different and not be entrepreneurs anymore some of that has just never 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 crossed our mind and you know i think both of speaking personally for myself uh you know just to we become better at coping with this situation over yeah. as the years have progressed and you know it's not been easy the first time it, you feel frustrated like that you know especially if you you've done at least in the context of india uh, if you've academically done well in life uh, you've had very few chances to fail which uh, fortunately unfortunately was the case with me that i was academically a bright child and as a result there are academically very few failures that are faced but when i mean entrepreneurship is not only academics right it's very yeah. very different to that and when you face failure for the first time it's it's heartbreaking and right? it's frustrating sometimes you're not used to uh, it and you just you don't know how that feels like yeah and uh, but just it is important to get over that mindset and at least we at least i personally have actively actively tried to try to cultivate uh, habits and practices which uh help you sort of broaden your broaden your point of view and perspective and just realize that again just going back to uh, the one learning that which i keep repeating to myself on and on is just you know i it's my job to do the best i can uh i can't really control what happens as an outcome 
Yeah. Uh, it's easier said than done. It takes years and years of practice to really internalize it. I'm still trying to. Uh, I, I think over the years, I've become better at internalizing it than many people. But, you know, not not good enough. And this is a lifelong journey. Yeah. What, what are some of these uh, habits, uh, Rohit? I think, you know, this is a very interesting topic that you brought up. I would mm-hmm. love to understand the framework, the, the things that you kind of like internalize or ways in which you have built a very robust sort of coping mechanism that helps you deal with these tough decisions and tough instances and situations in life. See, I think for me, again, every person has their own uh, has their own methodology about doing this. The way I go about it is just, you know, having having you know, in some ways, a life outside of work as well. Uh, for me, you know, I think if I realize reasonably early on that you know looks like I'm going to be doing this. For the rest of my life, uh, till the time I can be working, at least that's my intention. Till the time I can stay healthy and fit, and as a result, what are some of the things I can do today to start mentally preparing myself for that, and sort of so that I can not only have intensity but longevity and consistency of doing this over an extended period of time. Right, uh, it's some things that work for me. Uh, I'm, I'm, and again, that's my own personal preference i'm into health and fitness so i spend spend time making sure even in the busiest of days i take time take time out to sort of uh, to work out and keep myself fit uh, you know i spend a lot of time with my family both wife as well as kids so that's always de-stressing uh, i've consciously uh, entrepreneurship can also get extremely extremely lonely sometimes yeah. uh, both myself and kunal are fortunate to have each other uh, and having a co-founder plays sort of mellows that loneliness down quite materially. But even outside of that, I've consciously tried to develop a little bit of a social network of people who I can sort of just meet and sort of have this sense of community and not feel not feel extremely lonely. So those are the two, three things that, that work for me uh, in making sure that I don't see, I don't feel... That while we are on this journey of entrepreneurship, which is obviously very demanding in terms of time, uh, you don't feel like you're postponing everything else in life. Yeah. Because that resentment can then come back and bite you quite a bit. That if you postpone every joy in life, I'll not have time for family, for myself, health, uh, no friends, uh, no sort of taking time off to travel or whatever you like to do. Yeah. Uh, because I'm busy doing this and, you know, one one fine day when I'm X years old, I will retire and fulfill all those sort of dreams and desires. I'm personally not not of the, not in the camp that believes in that. Yeah. And as a result, I've chosen to sort of make that a part of sort of part of day-to-day life as well versus waiting for one fine day when all those things will come true. That, that ensures that, you know, I'm not feeling this sort of resentment or postponement or this thing that, you know, well, why am I so busy? Why am I doing this? I would rather be doing this. Yeah. Actually, whatever I would rather be doing, I just try to weave that as much in into sort of my normal days as I can. Yeah. I love that answer because there's also no right or wrong here, right? You could be a yeah. 
you could be like an Elon Musk who's like just work all day or you could also be like what you mentioned you know like this person who can compartmentalize life and i think that's one of the that's a harder thing to do in my opinion as opposed to just saying i'm going to go all out and just do work because i think that's an easier decision because you you probably are able to just sidetrack everything else but compartmentalizing life dedicating time to family kids your hobbies travel things that you really like to do fitness i think fitness and health are one of those things that most founders at least indian founders that i've spoken to have mm-hmm. it's almost like an afterthought you know they'll yeah. build companies for 5 10 years and then 10th to 10 to 15th year they're like oh you know what i think i've neglected health i put on a lot of weight i don't think it's the same i have i'm starting to see like early signs of um diseases that are coming through and now i need to start taking priority of my health that's the hardest decision i think most people uh will make when they're starting about on their journey of entrepreneurship and i think you mentioned that pretty clearly that it was very important to you i i'm glad you mentioned that coming from a very successful operator like you i think it's it's a good example to also have because not a lot of founders are dedicating enough number of time um to things that really matter to them outside of just work absolutely and you know it's a funny story how again it i think this this habit somehow got built in the childhood itself and it's a very funny story i just very vividly remember uh, how this happened to me is that you know i was like all uh, you know all good indian parents you know i was told in my class 8 that you know spend your time well in class 10 study get decent marks then your life is set and then <laughs> when you're class 11th then you know get into a decent college then your life will be set yeah. so i started sensing fairly early on that this pattern is not going away i think yeah. every two years there will be a <laughs> there will be a next thing to do and suddenly your life will be set which is not going to be the case because mm. you fast forward every two two three years there can be some next milestone to chase after which you feel you will be set but then something else will come up and as a result it's very important to keep enjoying life uh, in parallel to all of this going on uh so <laughs> i i think is i decided that in class 10th or 11th or sometime like that so which is why even in even during the time when we were preparing for our entrance exams etc which is again a very very rigorous time uh for most students when they have to sort of slog themselves and work sort of study for many many hours yeah. i used to make sure that i i go out and watch my weekly movie at least in a cinema and have a good time so yeah. <laughs> i think that habit probably comes comes from there it has taken a different shape and form now uh, that i'm an entrepreneur but just i think the the seeds in some way got sown fairly early in life yeah knowing that you know life is going to be the same you know it's always yeah. going to be something or the other that could that that will keep coming that that'll keep bringing you back to what you're doing so it's very difficult and i'm just personally not a not a big fan of postponing happiness because mm-hmm. you know i think it's Uh, i know it's a cliched statement that the journey has to be more important than the destination actually uh, i'm personally of the belief, belief that there is no destination mm. because whenever you reach somewhere uh, at least i've personally had that experience many many times over to now believe that that you always have this thing in mind that you know if i do this then i'll be happy yeah it usually lasts a few days at best yeah. and then there is a next thing and then there is the next thing so you know you have to at least start realizing fairly early on or as soon as you can that this is a never ending thing and i think yeah. the joy is in actually sort of 
going through this journey which is why you know the journey itself has to be an enjoyable one so that you can carry it out for a long period of time versus always carrying this feeling that uh i'm somehow making such a huge sacrifice to go through this and you know which in which case if you don't get what you want you'll be absolutely heartbroken uh and that's what will bring many of those past years which now you can can't do anything about uh sort of back to you that you know i postponed so many things i sacrificed so many things etc i just personally never never want to carry that feeling of regret uh in the future years as well that somehow or the other i sacrificed so many of the things which i can't get them back now because time once gone never comes back yeah you're absolutely right about that and vinod khosla famously once said that there is no real satisfaction that an entrepreneur can settle on like something or the other is constantly going to keep them awake and bothered so there is a real entrepreneur is never satisfied by anything by his achievements or her achievements or the company's achievements or whatever it is there's always going to be something that'll keep coming along the way and building off of that thought you know you've obviously i mean i'm not going to go and embarrass you and you know cite everything that you've kind of like done and and, and achieved in life but right from let's say childhood where breaking into an iit for a small town boy like you was unfathomable but you you did that building a company and then taking it from where it was to where it is today getting into investments investing in some of the biggest brands in india all of those accolades that have come along the way and successes and the highs that have happened what stands out to you what are you like truly proud of today having had the n number of successes and great stories and the legacy i can actually use the word legacy here because the contributions that you have made to the indian startup ecosystem is by far you know there are only a handful of people who have done so so you would really fall into that bracket of like maybe 20 25 people who have contributed so much so when you look back at your own journey what's the one thing that you are really proud of i think first of all you're being too generous and too kind uh, kind in the words you're using but uh, but thanks a lot for mentioning all those things i actually feel you know the one thing which i feel really really happy about is you know as i mentioned i'm personally a big big fan of entrepreneurship uh, i feel uh india should have many 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 entrepreneurs as a country because there are innumerable number of opportunities in our country and you know i've always for long for many years now carried this belief that look if people like us don't do it then who will uh i think it somehow somehow stems from that fact that you know all entrepreneurs all businesses that are created are created by human beings like sort of you and me and if people don't like us don't give ourselves the best shot then who else will and as a result i've always felt very passionately about in whatever small shape and form uh try and promote entrepreneurship in the country uh i feel through our our own journey as entrepreneurs uh, as well as having having been a sort of participant in many many entrepreneurship journeys from very early stages as an investor uh you know both myself and kunal have been able to i don't know in what quantum but in some shape or form uh bring this feeling uh, or sort of catalyze entrepreneurship in our country in some ways uh by either being 
role models as entrepreneurs to many of the people who are graduating now or uh, or in helping and supporting them as investors and hopefully that sort of changes the perception of perception of entrepreneurship in the country yeah, because it's a funny incident i remember I, i mentioned you know how people used to think about entrepreneurship back when we were graduating that people used to carry this perception that these guys wouldn't have gotten decent jobs which is why they are they are starting their own thing uh to fast forward to a few years back one of my close relatives called me one day and said you know we are looking for a groom for our because they were uh, i mean their their daughter was of a marriageable age and they were looking to do an arranged marriage uh, so they called me and asked so we are looking for a groom for our daughter so if you have any entrepreneur type guy in your <laughs> network let me know i think that to me was a watershed moment uh in how the perception of entrepreneurship in india has changed from being considered people who are otherwise jobless yeah to now you know i think uh, finding a groom for their daughter is i would say the epitome of trust that people need to have right. in, a, in a person's ability and people wanting to find an entrepreneur as a as a groom for their daughter is a is a remarkable transformation in india and the indian psyche uh, yeah. of look at entrepreneurship so to me that is personally the most rewarding thing in this entire journey i love that story because 15 years ago when i was uh, graduating and i told my grandmother at that point of time that hey one day i want to start my own company she said you're crazy don't do that we don't come from the world of business we we're not the banya type you're not going to be good at it and then when i went and started out something this year she's like what took you so long <laughs> you know, we're not going to do this way sooner. <laughs> so that just goes to show that somebody who, in fifteen years, has come around so much. So that story that you're sharing, this story which is very close to like my family, is kind of just go goes to show you how far we've come as a country in just the last fifteen years, or even the last Absolutely. decade or so. It's been one, you know, that that probably inspires a lot more, um, you know, newer countries and geographies that probably want to take a leaf out of like our playbook and how we've kind of like done so, um, and. you know the next question that i had in mind as you were talking about that is here's a person who's kind of again not trying to be generous with my words here but just stating some facts who shaped the way that the indian startup ecosystem has kind of like evolved in in one way shape or form what motivates this person like what is it that keeps you going even today like you know 15 years or 16 years in um what 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 is it that the next 5 10 years of your life what are you dedicating that towards building actually what keeps me going is uh, again it's very cliched but i genuinely really enjoy what we do uh, mm. and you know i think it's very hard to replace that feeling with many other things like i i can't imagine what i would be doing if yeah. i would not to be doing this and you know i genuinely feel like being at a place where you know obviously there are many setbacks and many things that don't work out many things that work out as well but just i can't picture myself doing anything else because it just it doesn't feel like work to me at all mm. and you know it is very hard to find such things uh, in life you know yeah. and i think when you do find them it's i feel it's almost a responsibility to do the best you can with them because you know there can be many other motivations that i want to be successful i want to make money etc i've seen that all of those you know if you don't have any money of course 
having some money materially upgrades your quality of life i you know i won't lie about that and i won't sort of go down the path of saying that you know money doesn't matter etc etc but i do feel that uh, if you do anything anything meaningful uh, for most people at least knowing for myself uh, that number gets reached fairly early Uh, at mm-hmm. least because you know i've maintained a reasonably reasonably simple standard of living and that's what i want to teach my kids and that's how i bring up my kids as well uh, our cost of living is not very high and as a result you know soon you find yourself in a place that then money is just a number you know the point till which it could give you happiness is already passed so then you ask yourself you know that stops motivating you fairly quickly Yeah. and then it has to be really really you have to be enjoying what you do which uh, i just happened to have been lucky uh, in finding something that i really enjoy doing which is why it, that's the that's the primary thing that keeps me going i right. don't think it's about either financial success or you know that i want to be known by xyz number of people those things are important for some people and credit, i mean for them that may be their motivation definitely not for me Mm. And is there like a thing that you think you've yet to accomplish in life, or there's a goal that you're working towards? I know you mentioned that what you're doing today in various aspects, investing, SNAP, all of the other things that you're involved with. Do you feel there's a chapter of your life that's yet to be written? Do you think there's something that you know has been on your mind for a long time, but you probably will work on it when time kind of like opens up, or when you kind of like make time for it? i think one of my unfulfilled desires which you know i'm sensing that over the next one decade or so will get fulfilled uh, just very professionally speaking is uh, i still feel the number of indian startups which have gone public and not only created wealth for uh, sort of the early investors but also you know being being nice. iconic public market companies employees you know public market investors those are it has started to happen but those are still relatively very few mm-hmm. uh, and as a result i do feel that fairly strongly uh, that that sh- that's what should happen over the next one decade in the country i would really love for that to happen because uh, that will unlock a very different level of respect for entrepreneurship in the country uh, a very different level of passion uh, for entrepreneurship and sort of the willingness in uh, sort of younger generations to go down that path and maybe becoming uh, international successes also so that's what i would really like to see happen in our country it is starting to happen now but uh, i still feel there's a long way to go for indian startups to sort of go public and become these iconic large public market companies yeah that's 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 a grand vision right that's that's what we all want that's what we are hoping for we're cheering for from the sidelines is having these great success stories that can come off and build these generational companies and you know like the ones that we've seen here in the US or in China yeah. or in, in Europe the ones that start off as something but today have become just household names and iconic brands that globally recognized and that's what we want coming out of india and that's happening with a bunch yeah. of um, you know companies that have been launched it's i'm sure that will happen in this decade is india's they say the century is india's of course it is but then i feel this is the this is the decade that we'll see a lot more companies come out and really build 
that foundation that everybody tomorrow coming out saying hey i don't want my company just to be acquired i want to go i want to take it public i want to make this a a globally recognizable name because even when you take it like just vertical you know commerce companies or as an example we've seen companies come out of india that have kind of just been indian household names but you have not seen somebody with an ambition saying i want my company to be like globally recognized it's every third world country or i think i actually strongly feel the next decade we are going to see that happen uh, i yeah. feel the next decade we are going to see hundreds of startups uh, if not more uh, indian companies which are going to go public going to be extremely profitable then grow into large even larger companies and sort of from mid cap to large cap companies in the yeah. public market and also go international and become sort of international household names i, I can i can feel that's going to happen i really desire it to happen so i think that's something that i'm personally personally really looking forward to you were all cheering on from the sidelines for that story to like break out and before i let you go this is something that i typically ask every person who is here on the podcast if you were to look back on your journey and in you were to start all over again what's the advice that rohit of today is going to give the rohit of yesteryears so It's a very hard question to answer because there are so many, so many accumulated learnings over the last many years. But if I were to just try and pick the pick the first two three that come to mind, uh, one is uh, I just going back, you know, going back to what I mentioned earlier in the podcast as well. Uh, when you're going down the path of entrepreneurship, giving yourself at least three to four years uh, to begin with, and not not sort of overburdening yourself. to become successful within the first 6 months or 1 year so that's number 1 number 2 you know if you're building a business in almost any domain uh, making sure you start talking to your customers from very 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 early on as early as possible uh, because at least we we've, we've seen that journey ourselves and have seen many other entrepreneurs go through that journey uh, the perspective on what you are trying to do and what you should do sometimes completely changes when you go and talk to customers so that's probably the second advice i would sort of give the people uh, give myself uh, to go back in time and third would be to you know to not postpone postpone everything else in life for that you know uh, maybe it's okay there are always periods of 6 months 1 year sometimes when you are so all in that you don't have time for anything else yeah. but i wouldn't expect myself uh, or anyone else to postpone that for 5 years or 10 years because that time you know while one may become financially successful in that period uh, one doesn't want to carry the regret of having lost lost precious time which you know won't come back and as a result just gearing yourself up to uh, you know almost like a marathon continue continue doing this for many many years is a lot better than trying to be very intense for a short period of time and then feeling burnt out or this resentment of having postponed too many things in life i love that and you've also in some sense summarized what this whole episode's been about it's been a very personal journey that you've shared with us you've shared these tidbits that i haven't come across during my research so thank you for that it'll be the first time that hopefully some people are like hearing about this and more than anything else i've just loved how vulnerable and genuine and honest you've been about your journey and that's the one true part i really love about this show that i do is just getting people to like 
just walk back in memory lane and just tap into those things and memories that may have gotten lost along the way and i really had a great time talking to you about this and i always say this but then i would really really love to do an episode sometime later in the future again sit down and talk about just just the philosophical side of 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 everything which is building things and things that you've learned because i think there's a lot more that i personally can just learn off of you and everything that you've kind of like modeled your life around and that would be a great inspiration if you're not impacting hundreds of thousands of lives i'm sure you'll be at least impacting one person here so i would love to sit down with you so thank you so much for being on this show i really really had a great time thank you so much for having me akash and uh, you know uh, thank you for your generous words and you know i must say that uh, you've you've done an excellent job in uh, bringing out whatever i had to whatever i had to share so credit goes to you thank you so much an absolute